Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Elmo Serrano from Elmo's Boxing and Fitness out of Jacksonville, North Carolina. What's going on, Elmo? Welcome to the show. Hey, How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. And yourself, man? Thanks for having me on the show, man. Of Appreciate course, it. of course. I'm excited to have you on, brother. You're coming from New York, but you ended for up sure. starting your facility in North Carolina, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, there we go. There we go. So, so awesome. Let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to not only move to North Carolina, but start your own fitness facility in North Carolina as well? Well, I had a lot, a lot of success in New York also. Uh, uh, I've been around boxing for going on almost 20 years now. Okay. Uh, I helped my friend of mine start off his gym. He, you know, he opened his own facility. He owned a building, and it was called Gym X, Gym X Boxing. And uh, I remember he was always trying to get me down there, you know, to bring my, my – because I used to train my son in another gym. Mm. And he's like, oh, don't you come down? I just, you know, he's, I just rebuilt this gym right here for my sons or whatever. And help me out here, whatever case may be. And I, you know, I was stagnated, and I was like, you know what? Then one day I said, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna come down and help you. So I help, I help him. I even help him put the name on the gym and everything, you know. So help him. I help him lift, uplift that gym, and and then from there I was like, man, I, you know, I'm looking for for more things in my life, basically. You know what I mean? Trying to elevate in the in the in the boxing industry and in the, in the in the fitness industry. So of course, uh, you know, I looked into. Uh, I've always known about Lisa's gym. You know, who doesn't know about Lisa's gym? It's like one of the most famous gyms in the world. Yeah. yeah. As far as boxing is concerned, so I said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that step and move down, go down to Lisa's gym and, and step my game up, you know. So, you know, I I made that move. I, was, I stood there for about ten years. I worked under some good, some good coaches that that were legends, that are legends, you know what I'm saying, in, in the sport of boxing. Uh, and of course, I put it, you know, I put intact my skills of of, of training as well, of physical training as well. Cool. I added it to the boxing, the boxing skills. Uh. You know, and from there, I, w- I used to always tell people, you know, this is just a a, a, a temporary stop for me. You know what I mean? Because my, my goal is to to have my own business. I was my own boss there. You know, I was my own boss at the gym. I had an office there and everything. So, yeah. But my main goal was to have my own key to my own place, you know, with my name on it. You know what I mean? Right, and right, I right. People, I used to tell people, yo, this, this is my main goal. So, I, you know, I, I, I was coaching my son. And he was like the last amateur that I, that I wanted to coach in New York. Because I said, like, you know, we're going to go pro and then. I'm gonna make sure that you set, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna make a move. You know what I mean? I there didn't, you, you know, I didn't, I didn't plan on coming to North Carolina. It, that just happened. Like you know, I came down one day with my wife. Our family was down here. Uh, we ended up getting a house down here. I had the house down here for like four years. You know, we I would go back and forth. I'd bring my fighters here to do training camps, and then take them back to New York, stuff like that. Okay. And then you know, one day I, I said, "Yeah, it's that time." You know, my son was already uh, he had already had about eight, eight, nine uh, pro fights in. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make this move, and I'm and I left him doing what I was doing in New York. I said, "Listen, that way you don't have to get a job at a you know working a nine to five. I'll lead you with all my clientele, and you know it's, it's like you got your own business. You know, I left him set. You know, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I made the move, and I took a chance. I'm like, man, first my first when I opened up, I was like, man, this is like it's different. Yeah, it's, it's a different pace. You know, you can't charge the same either down here. So right, I'm like, right. Gosh, man, it's like I told my wife, I don't know, man, this thing don't work out. Go back to New York." <laughs> but, like, but like yo, I, I literally like I, I the first two months, I had no clients, man. 
and yeah. then I got hit, and then we got hit with a hurricane. So I'm like, gosh, mm. man, you know, I, you know, I had to leave for like two weeks, come back, open back up. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it took me like a year and a half to really get it going, and then you get COVID. You know what I mean, like, yeah, and it yeah. shut down for two months. You know, and it's like, gosh, man, I, you know, I, I got over the hump, and they try to put a roadblock. You know, but and, and that. Go ahead, go ahead. How's that experience been for you, right? I mean, COVID was a big hit on the entire fitness industry. I mean, over a third of fitness facilities literally went out of business because of COVID. So how's it been for you climbing back from that point? Have you reached the numbers that you want to get to membership wise? Well, my beginning numbers was 25 people in the beginning. So then we get 25 people through the door. And then when I got to 25, I said, I need to get 50, you know? And and it just seemed like every time I made a goal, it it was going in that direction. Like, you know, then I made the 50. Then my, my thing was, well, I just want the, the gym to maintain itself. I don't want to be wasting my money to maintain the gym. Right, right. And then, you know, when I reached that goal, I was like, man, we're moving. You know, it's, it, it took me some time, but it happened. And I was like, you know what? My next goal is 75 people. You know what I mean? And okay. then my, la- my last goal was 100. I said, as long as I got 100 clients, you know, I'll be all right. But yeah. I crossed 100, you know, threshold. And then I reached 150 threshold. And then it started dropping again. You know what I mean? But that's gym. That's the way the gym business is. I mean, it's right. a rotational situation, especially here. You get a whole bunch of Marines and then they, you know, they get relocated and you lose a bunch of Marines. You know what I mean? And, and do you have your members pay on a monthly basis, like reoccurring charges or do they pay, you know, per session? Well, I have I have clients that do the monthly where, you know, they they, they locked in for six months or whatever the case may be. Yeah, they pay the monthly, and then I also have the the one on one clients that you know that that book me privately during the daytime here. Okay, okay, yeah. so a little bit of both, and, and at your both. facility, what would you say is your bread and butter? I know you do a little bit of everything, right? You do some open gym, you have private training, yeah. you do a little bit of semi private. What would you say is your bread and butter? I think I think my bread and butter it's it's, it's the group classes because uh you know it's it's more affordable for the for the Marine Corps that's here. Yeah. Yeah. And these young guys that come in, I mean, because you, I mean, you, these young guys, when they first, I mean, people think that the, when you join the military, they have it made. They don't, you know, they get charged right. for every goddamn thing. You know, they, they charge them for, for the food they feed them. And I, I couldn't believe it. I said, why are they charging you for that shit? I thought we, I thought we pay for it, the taxpayer, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But they charge them every month, like $300. i am like, and they don't make a lot of money in the beginning. You know, when they first get in, they, they, they low level. So they making right. like 1500 mm. a month, maybe. Maybe you know what I mean? Yeah. So crazy to see. So the group, the group classes is my bread and butter. You know, for those that are, are starting out and they still young and just just got into the core. But I do have you know one on one clients. They either marine wives or or they you know they they already been in you know their offices, so they have you know financially stable. Okay. So, you know, I don't really have a whole bunch of locals. Let's put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you are sitting at about 100 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Nah, man. I'm always trying to elevate because, yeah, you have 100 members, but really only like sometimes 40 show up. You know, it's rotational. You know, yeah. you get a guy come in for two weeks and then he's out somewhere training for two weeks. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and then somebody else takes his place like that. So you never really I never really see more than 40 people at the same time in the gym. Okay. And, and what would you say is like the goal for you, the goal membership to get to where, you know, you'll be, I'll be honest better with you, I, I don't have a cap. Okay. I, you know, my thing is if I can reach a, a certain number, then I'll, I'll move and get a bigger place. 
Okay. You know, and that's what do you my think thing, about you know? more coaches when you, when you were sitting at that 150 member mark, was that a downside to having that many people not having enough coaches? Well, I had a friend of mine that was helping me for a little bit, but he okay. has a regular job and a family. So, you know, I'm just going to have him, you know, sacrificing his time, you know, all the time just to uh, help me out. But, uh, I'm so used to hustling, like in New York. I mean, if you don't yeah. you don't hustle, man. You know, so it, 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 training 20, 30 people at the same time was never really an issue. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I was already I was already kind of used to that in New York, where I used to do uh, private group suggestions, basically uh, semi-private. Okay. And I would have like ten people at the same time, you know, doing you know, and I, I would work them all the same way. You know what I mean? So I'm already I already came down here with that trait. You know, so it wasn't really that difficult for me. There you go. Did it get overwhelming sometimes? Yes. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, especially even just talking to so many people day to day, or yeah. you know, training so many people day to day, it, it yeah. does get tiring. How how's it been now? Right? How, how's it been at this point now? Sitting at a hundred members, is this like a good number for you, or you're trying to shoot forward more? Nah, I, I, you know, if I could have two hundred members, even better. You know, yes, with me sir. over here in this city, in this city here, uh, I already know that even if you have two hundred, you're not gonna see them all at the same time. Right, right. Because they all got different different uh, jobs. Uh, today they're here, tomorrow they're in Russia somewhere or Norway for a couple of weeks training. Uh, you know, so it's rotational. So I already know if I have 200, they're not all going to be in the gym at the same time. Right. Okay. Okay. So since you are wanting to see some growth to a certain extent, get some new faces in there, um, what are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Uh you know, that's another thing I had to learn the hard way here in Ocalada. Like, you know, in New York, you could, you know, you can grab, grab your flyers and go in the street and just hand them to people, man. You know, you can't do that. It's illegal. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what you mean? You can't give out flyers to people? You can't give somebody a card? Like, this is legal. I'm like, you can't get, you get a license to do it? <laughs> so I was like, no. So basically, I did, I did everything, everything. I did radio. I did, I did massive mailing. And I, it was a waste of money. A waste of thousands, man. It was yeah. like, yeah. A waste of money. You know what worked for me was word of mouth and and posters that I have in the in the mall here in the city. You know what I mean? Okay. Those have okay. been those have been my bread and butter. That, that's why I keep them. Yeah, you know, and I, word I, of mouth yeah. is huge. You know, especially. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I said it's huge. That that's, that helped me a great deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when you're first getting started, trying to build that steady baseline of members that won't ever really leave. Um, you don't know, word of mouth is always super important. And, and as of now, how many leads would you say that you get on a given week, given month through word of mouth? It all depends because see, like when, when new, when new recruits come through, then they hear it from other people They'll you know, but a lot of time with new recruits, they don't start coming to the gym until later because they're not allowed to have a car. In the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard for them to transport back and forth, even though I would tell listen, man, you get to the gym. I'll get you, I'll get somebody to bring you back and forth. Cause in my gym, there's always somebody from every brigade in there. You know what I mean? So if you need a lift, you know what I mean? They, a lot of these guys, they, they real generous. They'll give you a rise. No big deal. Cause they're going, if they in the same vicinity that you are and they're going to that, to the gym, they don't, they're not going to have a problem with just taking you there. Mm. Cause it's not hurting them now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I try to help the young, the young generation out because they, they're not allowed to have a car here until they're like a couple of months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Okay, so so from, let's see, at least, let's see, the word of mouth that you have done and the leads that you get on a weekly or monthly basis, would you like to see, you know, more people coming in at a consistent basis or is a number that you get as far as leads 
is that comfortable for you? I'm never comfortable. I'm not, I'm the type of person that I'm always trying to elevate. Yeah, uh, yeah I want to have more than one facility, of course, or I want to have a bigger facility where I'm more. I mean, I'm into competition, so you know, I'm, I'm trying to get a bigger facility so I can be able to hold my own competition in my own gym. What's yeah. the big box that you have to check so that you can move to that bigger facility that you want? It's, Is it more so like a revenue number, a membership number? I mean, it, ha it has to be revenue because in order for you to get a bigger spot, then you have to have, you know, you That's have to have sense. more revenue kicking in and you want to, you want the numbers to make sense. You know what I mean? I don't want to get a big place and then be struggling to make, you know, to make ends meet. You know? Right. Right. So, so let's just say if I have 200 members, then that's more than enough for me to, yeah, to get a bigger place. That's going to cost me more than, than what I'm paying now. Even if I have to pay double, that it'll, it'll tap off. It'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. And, and have you ever done any type of like paid advertising, like maybe digital marketing or, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads? I did, I did the Facebook ad thing too. And I, I didn't really get a lot of people off that. You know no. what I mean? Okay. You know, it, it's weird because down here is, I had to learn and, and I, I used to get stressed out over it because I'm like, man, I'm so used to New York, you know, and, you know, New York, man, it's so conversive because you could talk to anybody, you know, you could do like, hey, take my name, my, you go flyer, you know, you go my car, you know what I'm saying? But you can't, you just can't do that out here. You know, there's no, there's no foot traffic. Mm -hmm. So I had, mm -hmm. I had to learn and get used to that, you know, and, you know, it, it took me a little while, but, you know, now, you know, I come to terms with it. Yeah. <laughs> And the the bit of, you know, type of ads that you did run, were you doing that yourself or did you hire like someone to help you out with that? Well, I did it myself. You, know, you did? I, okay. paid, I paid, you know, I have paid a certain amount. You know how Facebook, they got that Facebook business thing. Yeah. You pay a certain amount and, you, you know, you put something up and they, they, they'll run into a bunch of people that, that have the same interest, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, and good for you for for not only teaching yourself, but you know, making the leap to give it a try. Right. I mean, yeah. I first started running ads in, in 2016 for a couple businesses that I had, and it was definitely a year of losing money and trial and error trying to teach yeah. myself before I really learned how to run ads correctly here. Um, did you see any type of results when you ran ads? Did you see any leads coming? I see, through I see, all? I see, you know, I've seen, it reached a lot of people and, you know, very seldom I would get, you know, people coming in like, yeah, I seen your ad, blah, blah, blah. But like I said, I, I tried even, you know, even mass mailing, you know, because you can do that, you know, to reach out. I, I, I forgot how much I wasted, man. I, I forget about it. I hit, I hit like a whole town, you know, but it's just, you know, I got maybe like two or three leads on that. I got more leads off the, off of my, uh, off my poster in the mall than, than I did from wasting money on that. You know what I mean? Like, so it was like, you know what? And then word of mouth. No, I heard it from so-and-so, you know what? Cause that's one thing about the Marine Corps. It's like a close community. When somebody say something and they say it's good, they're going to take their word. They're going to come. You know what I mean? That, that's the way it works. Very true. The only downside I would say about word of mouth is that it's hard one to track, right? It's hard to track where these people are coming from. And then on top yeah. of that, it's hard to scale if you can't track it. Like just because, you know, last month you got, let's say five to 10 new members off word of mouth, you can't guarantee that the next three to four months will be the same. Um, so that's like the one downside that I have for word of mouth, where at least, you know, certain types of paid advertising, even Facebook ads, Instagram ads, once you figure out how to use it, you're at least able to scale it and get leads coming yeah. in on a consistent basis here. Um, 
how many clients do you think you could hypothetically handle like realistically to you towards like hey we could get to this number i could handle it and, and we could keep growing here well the 200 I, I don't i don't think there's a number that i, that I can't handle you know i mean yeah. that's my confidence i love it you know the the thing is the thing is uh is the time you know for people people yeah. you know like i used to have the gym open all day and, I, and i'd be during the day, it's number crickets. You know, you can hear the crickets, man. It's like there's nothing, you know, which is which is was difficult for me to deal with coming from where I came from, you know. Yeah. You know, because when you go you go to Gleason's gym and if you look up that gym, you, you know, there's thousands of people rotating that gym every freaking day, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you go there, it don't matter when you go there, it's gonna be people in that gym, you know. Coming from that environment, then then you know, trying to establish that same environment in in a place where. They're not really keen on working out, you know what I mean? Yeah. The only people that are keen on working out is the outsiders that come from other other states that come live here. And like the lo the locals are not really keen on on uh, oh let me get in shape. They like to eat and hang out, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, you know. Yeah. And ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that, you know. That's you know what you want, you know what you like. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I had to learn that too. Is that you can't force fitness on people either. It's like, uh, and I you know I thank God that you know. I'm in a place where you have these young Marines and these are other military people that, that know the quality of working out and they want need to work out and they need to stay in shape because they have to. And mm -hmm. they look for places like, like boxing and, and MMA gyms to get into because they like combat, you know what I'm saying? And they're into it. And, and how's the, the business now, right? Because that's obviously a, a big pain, pain point for a lot of business owners is that, Sometimes the facility is not being used. You have, you know, sometimes five, six, seven hours a day where no one's coming into the facility because it's, you know, in between work hours. It's the weekend yeah. of the day. Um, have you been able to find a way to, to at least try to fill up during those hours to make the use out of the space you have? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, I do uh, private sessions during that time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've even tried doing group sessions in the, in the daytime. It's just not. It's not ideal, you know. Yeah. It's not ideal here because the people is like you know they either working or, you know, and the wives, you know, they 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 view boxing as oh uh, you know I don't want to get hit in the face you know what I mean it's like they don't understand that it's not it's not all about getting hit yeah yeah you know yeah. I always try to promote as that's why I put at the end fitness in it that way if you understand it's not just about competition you don't have to compete to train the box you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. you could take it as a sport and as a way to get in shape. And, and you're learning a skill that you're not going to get at, at a goals gym. That's for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It doesn't take a lot to lift weights. You know what I mean? It does. Boxing is a whole different type of workout, yeah. man. I mean, it works out a whole different type of muscle group That's compared right. to... And it, and it works out the main muscle, which is this one here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. And, and so what's kind of your process here, Elmo, for when you do get an interested lead? Let's say it's myself, right? And I hear about you from a friend or family member. I walk into your facility. What's your process to from turning me from an interested lead into a paid member? Well, most of the time when people come to my gym, they already did their research. You know, they want to know, you know, what I know about boxing or you know, especially if, even if they're not going to fight nobody, they just want to know that they, 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 they training with somebody or somebody's coaching them that know, that know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? And, you know, I could sit here all day and just brag about all the people that I've, I've coached. You know, I could, I could name a lot of stars too, but I don't like to gloat like that. I would tell people, if you type in my name, you're going to find out, you're going to see who I am, you know, and you're going to, the information is there, you know? Uh, one thing I guarantee you is that I know what I'm doing. That's what I, that I can guarantee you. 
can I guarantee you that you're going to get in shape? If you put in the work, yeah, you're going to get in shape. Mm -hmm. If you do what you got to do outside the gym, you'll definitely get in shape. Because you could work hard all day long. But when you go home, if you, uh, what you took off, you put back in double, you're not going to, you're not going to see progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I always, I would tell people when they walk in the gym, I mean, this is, it's not a, it's a competitive sport, but it doesn't have to be a competitive sport. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to compete, you know, to be and therapeutic most, too, to a lot of people. It's, no, it's therapeutic. And, and that's, that's exactly what, uh, why we opened back up during the COVID, you know, and said the hell with it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they cannot stop people from staying healthy mentally because I like, I get a lot of Marines that are suicidal, but yeah. they come to the gym and they feel like they're at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it yeah. keeps them going. You know, it's like, how are you going to stop that? You know what I mean? Right. right. And, you know, my main question when people come into that door is, what are your goals? You know what I mean? What do you want right. to do? That's what's important, yeah. too. I, I, a lot of people don't really realize, especially in fitness, that a lot of times, you know, we don't necessarily sell fitness as business owners in the fitness industry. Yeah. You know, we also sell a lifestyle. You know, we sell a route to reach your goals, to reach yeah. the life that you want to get to. Um, so, so it definitely is interesting to see. And, and Elmo, if you could, let's say you had a magic wand here, right? A magic business wand and you could tap your business and it'll be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? Uh, well, my gym, my gym and my vision and, and I'm still going to be my vision is, is to, of course, you know, you want a busy gym. But you also want professionals in there that are that are that are in the limelight, that that these uh these young these young these young uh individuals could look at and say you know what, you know if I want to be somewhat like that guy right there you know what I mean yeah, yeah. you know I want to be that successful in this sport, or I want to look like that guy I want to be you know in that in that kind of shape you know right you know what I'm saying and I want to I want to and I, of course I want to have a bigger place where. You know, it's, 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 you know, I can do what I, what I want to do, which is, you know, you know, that competition thing is, is, is my life. You know what I mean? It's what I, that's what I like to do. And, and the more, and that's also part of advertisement. You know what I mean? Uh, when you, when you're putting on uh, amateur competition shows in your, in your gym, you get a ton of people to come by. You know what I mean? Because you get invited from all over the, all over the state or sometimes other states, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cause I've held shows here in North Carolina and, I've had people come from 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 New York, from all over all over the place, to come down here and compete. So that's getting my name out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, Even when sure. I take my guys to fight in places, they wear my uniform, they wear my my logo. They like you know everybody's everybody know who we are. By now everybody knows who we are. It don't matter where we go. Well, that's almost boxing, you know. And then of course those that don't know where I'm from or where I'm at, they'll ask me like, "Oh, where, where you guys located?" I'm in I'm in uh, Jasper, North Carolina. And, you know, and, and that's helped my, my business stay afloat as well. You know what I mean? Okay. So, and, and what would you say is like the biggest bottleneck that you're facing from getting to that point of not only upgrading and moving to the bigger facility that you want, but seeing the amount of membership growth that you want? I mean, right right now, you know, it's, 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 it's freaking the government, man. Yeah. You know, they, they destroying this country, dude. You know what I mean? And and that's putting a, a heavy weight on these on these young guys that want to do things and have other responsibilities and they're like you know I can't pay for the gym I, you know I I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to the gym right now gas is high everything's high yeah you know so you know it went from COVID to this it's like every 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 other every eight months or something is another problem you know what I mean right 
you know? Now they now they adopted a war that we don't have nothing to do with. So yeah, it's it, it's draining the American people, and and and, and it's gonna have people thinking about, man, I, do I want to waste that extra hundred dollars for a gym? And I gotta, you know, I'm wasting an extra hundred dollars a month on gas now to get to work. Mm-hmm. So that's putting a damper on things a little bit. But you know, there's people that still, you know, that that still come through. You know what I mean? And how do you think you could combat that, right? Because I think that's something we're all going through everywhere in the world, even in California here, you know, prices, rent is ridiculous, especially in New York, right? You go back to New York, it's the same thing, you know, prices are going up, people are making less money, inflation's going crazy. So for you, how do you think you could combat that in the location you're in now to see the growth you want? Well, right right now, I'm like the lowest charging gym, you know, I I don't even... I don't even charge. I don't. I don't even charge a signing fee. You know, I don't have that. People always ask me, "Oh, you don't have a, a signing?" I said, "No, initial signing fee. No, I don't." Because when I first came down here, I said, "You know, I want to be different. You know, I don't want to be like all these other gyms. Yeah. You know, you got all this. You know, all these extra extra fees that you got to pay. You know, which is which I understand is beneficial and 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 I and I understand why now as far as you know being four years in the business, but you know that's what separates separates me from them. You know what I mean, like." Okay. And 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 then and a lot of my clients that you know that's why they come to my gym like you know what you know these guys you go over there they charge you a hundred and something a month and then you got to sign the signing fee is like three hundred dollars you know and then they got a cancellation fee too down the line you know what I mean so you know those are things that I don't have in place you know so you know that's what separates me a little bit from everybody else and I have the lowest price right now when it comes to boxing gyms you know what I mean yeah yeah and, and what part of New York are you from? By the way, I was, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, man. Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just talking the other day to someone from, uh, or the owner, Eastern Queens Boxing Club. I don't know if you, if you I know. Think I, heard, I heard of that, Jim. You've heard of him? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so Elmo, I, you know, we know that you obviously have a passion, not only for boxing, but for your members, for, you know, the culture that you push at your gym. Um, but what is it that, that you want from your business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family? Well, you know, my, my goal is to be able to, you know, of course, get some good coaches in there. That way I can step back and open up another location. You know what I mean? Uh, of course, I want my gym to always provide the best, the best, the best of the best. That's why I'm the only coach in there. Because, you know, I don't want, I don't want mediocreness in my gym. You know what I mean? When it comes to boxing, I think it's, you know, it's boxing is a complex sport. You know what I mean? I don't want my reputation to go down hills because one coach doesn't know what he's doing. You know what I mean? Right. And right. of course I always give people opportunity. If they know a little bit, then I don't mind teaching too. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I'm, I don't downplay nobody. You know what I mean? But coming from where I come from and, and seeing the things that I've seen when, in the sport, you know, you don't, you don't want to slack on that because yeah. that's what makes people want to come to your place you know, the quality of, of what they get, you know what I mean? I mean, if you come to the gym and you're not, you're not getting a good workout, you're not going to want to go back there. Right. Right. I don't care who you are. You come to my gym, you're going to work, you're going to work hard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody, everybody comes in on different levels and they all work out together, but I treat everybody or whatever. I treat them the way I treat them as is. I mean, you're on this level, then this is how you're going to get treated. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they all kind of like somewhat doing the same workout, but not at the same pace. You know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, and I'll tell people, oh, you don't have a beginner's I said, no, I like for my guys to work together because you can learn from watching somebody else too. You know, I don't want to separate you from everybody because, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to learn as much as I want you to learn if I separate you. 
Yeah. You're not gonna be doing what he's doing, of course not. But little the little things you see, they stick sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then little by little you start to pick up things and get better at your craft. That's just that's what it's about. Yes, sir. You're not fighting nobody. Who cares? You know, but you will know how to fight. You know Very I mean? true. That's, that's the main objective. You're gonna get in shape, you're gonna know how to fight. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Elmo. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, Facebook, Instagram, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look me up, you can always find me at uh, elmosboxing.com. That's my website. Uh, on Facebook, Elmo Serrano. I, both of my, both, I got two, uh, two accounts, one for my business, it's Elmo's Boxing on Facebook as well. And when you type in my name, you'll see two uh, two identities. They both mine, so you can go to either one. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. I always check them both. So yes, yeah, sir. Feel, free, yes, sir. feel free to come down. I mean, I'm at, I'm in Jacksonville, North Carolina, uh, 103 Middle Street. Uh, to be honest, with you when you look at when you look up boxing, I mean, they that that gym is gonna pop up right away. You know what I mean? Because you know we get we get good reviews. I mean, you're gonna get your work in. I'm not saying that I'm the best thing out here, but that's that's the direction I'm going. I don't, I don't, I don't settle for nothing less. That's just the way it works. Yes, sir. Elmo Serrano, you guys from Elmo's Boxing and Fitness out of Jacksonville, North Carolina. Make sure you check them out. And I appreciate you once again, brother. Yeah. Um, as for the listeners, don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes here, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Jennifer Howard from Strong Fitness in Winfield, Kansas. Jennifer, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Doing great. Looking forward to the conversation. You're the first gym owner I've talked to in the great state of Kansas, so this is going to be fun. So let's dive in. So Strong Fitness, got this shirt on, logo looks really cool. We talked off camera kind of about your setup and how you got started, which is which is awesome. Let's dive into that. So I know you opened a business about 18 months ago. So let's go back in time a little bit to then. Yeah, where was your mindset and thought process at as to why you wanted to start the business at that time? Okay, so I was um, I was a freelance personal trainer at the local rec center. Um, COVID hit, shut the gyms down, right? And then when when they reopened the gym, my clients just weren't you know raring to come back. Yeah. Everybody was still a little fearful. Um, and during the, that shutdown period, I was doing some like Zoom workouts from my tiny little apartment, which, you know, hey, I, I kept doing that for a while too, which was cool. But um, 
it dawned on me, you know, if, if I could get a space where I could just be one-on-one, have processes in place to keep people from interacting so nobody yeah. touches the equipment um, and, and, and keep it, you know, keep everybody safe that I might be able to get people to come back. So um, we, we, we had a, a, a local... Um, nutrition shop they do protein shakes and teas and things like that that had opened up a few months prior and they had some space that was i knew it was open so i came in and asked them if i could try renting it out and uh that's what i did so i just brought all my clientele just came in here with me that's really cool yeah so uh turn a negative into a positive right during a, a really hard time for fitness industry and many others so like yeah that's awesome and to have that entrepreneurial spirit to go ask them to use the space right that's not easy to do so to do that is also great and you saw a need for that and you kind of filled it so but i think a good uh a good plus is you had clients when you started right uh a lot of people started no clients so you're already off to a, a head start so um what was starting what was like so you got started 18 months ago you have the clients already in place how, how have you gone about since then trying to get new clients as far as like your marketing approach your branding approach to get new clients in the door so to speak what's that look like so for me, just a, a little bit about uh, history. Um, sure. I, I never exercised before in my life until I'm like 42 years old and yeah. super overweight, using a cane to get around. I was, you know, like really, really, really out of shape. And, and um, <clears throat> I decided, you know, that it was time to do something. So I made a lot of life changes. And in that time, I, um, I kind of started falling in love with this whole thing. And I created a Facebook space where I was just showing people my journey. And as I went yeah. along, I realized that I wanted to be a personal trainer someday. Like, I really, really dug this. And I really, really thought that I could. So I started out using social media and just creating, giving people my own fitness journey right. and showing right. that to them. And my followers kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And so really, I, that's exactly what we do now. I mean, we yeah. still, we show our own personal journeys, but instead of focusing on myself now, we focus primarily on our clients um, and the other trainers in the gym. So is when I'm out there and I'm able to show someone this person was this before and now they've got this that that makes that makes it, you know, that tells the story and it gets people in the door and we have a huge wait list and it's been that way since the beginning. That's awesome. It's tangible results. People can see it and people like themselves. So that's like, yeah, awesome for marketing and, and greater than that. Just obviously helping a lot of people get healthy and fit and live better lives. Right. So you have a waiting list. So, yeah. So you're at capacity with, with your schedule, correct? So what is a day right now, Jennifer? Like a day in the life for you, gym owner, trainer, what does that look like for you right now? <laughs> day in the life, 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> We're up and at them uh, because you know, I gotta get in here and get my thing done. But I usually have my first client starts um, at 6 a.m. Um, okay. You get that, that client and I have them back to back uh, Monday through Thursday from about six in the morning until about six in the evening. Wow. I have about um, an hour and a half that I've got for a lunch break. And yeah. um, during that lunch break, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we do a small circuit class with six people. So 
um, yeah. that that's been kind of a, a fun thing too. So we are, we're yeah. doing strength training and cardio, um, yeah. but so it's it's pretty it's pretty grueling. But I do only do that Monday through Thursday, and I I've reserved Friday for the day where I run the business. So I do I do the books, you know, I go through yeah. all of my transactions and get everything categorized or add new, you know, put the products on shelf. We also sell some supplements and merchandising here. So that's my business day. So I'm hardcore training nonstop Monday through Thursday, Friday and Saturday are my days to actually run the business. So that's kind of what it looks like for me. Yeah. And then Sundays are off, right? Yeah. Well, meal prep and, you know, home stuff, but yeah. No, no, I off days, work, yeah. Work. <laughs> Different day. Other kind, other kinds of work. Yeah. There's never an off day running a business. That's for sure. So, so that's great, right? Full book, you know, full capacity. Also have that little group class going on, which, which I like to, um, you know, it's a way to maybe get people in that can't afford the PT, you know, personal training piece or something like that. Um, so yeah. What does that look like as far as how did you come up with your pricing structure for the one-on-one -on -one side of things? Um, so that we, there are a few other personal trainers in town. Um, um, one, one is really, really, really inexpensive. And the other one is really, really, really expensive. Okay. Right. So yeah. I decided where our price point needs to be, um, based on somewhere in between there. And I've got a number that I don't want to go over. Um, sure. it's a small town. We only have 11,000 people in this community. It's a working class community in the middle of Kansas. Right. And so we, I, I want it to be accessible to as many people as possible. And what I noticed for the trainer who has the, the higher price point, people are only coming to him once a week, right? I want people in my, in, with me yeah. at least two yeah. times a week. And then they yeah. can, I can give them assignments for the rest of the week if need be. But I feel like strength training, which is what we primarily focus on, I want people to twice a week. So that's how I've priced it. I also have structured it so that it's a 50, I've structured the pricing at 50 weeks uh, a year so that I can take two weeks off. So I had an original, originally we did packages of like 10 sessions. And now we're doing a monthly membership. Um, it helps with cash flow management to do that. So, um, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. yeah, sorry about that. No, no worries. No worries. It's the whole zoom half second delay thing. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, packages or is tracking them and trying to figure out who has two left and 10 left and one left and who missed the payment. So yeah, monthly memberships I love. And, um, yeah, the way you figured out how to charge people. So moving forward here, you mentioned earlier, you do supplements, right. And some nutrition coaching, is that correct? So, we're always, always looking for ways to like increase average revenue for member. It's a big part of our show, right? Are there any ways, how are we able to do that? Maybe that's a better question, to increase the average revenue for that personal training client, or maybe that person just coming to the group class a few days a week. So the supplements have been a, a big deal. Um, nice. You know, I already had a, a lot of uh, contacts from just my own friends in, from the gym that I know yeah. use supplements. Um, and when we started out, I had um, some of the big brands that you will see on the shelves of, of any place and sometimes now even at like Walmart. Um, but what I have found is that the one that sold the best is one that was made is made locally. So it's in it's out of Wichita, Kansas. And uh, Neutral Authority is the brand to give them a little plug. But they um, that has been um, that's been kind of important. So now I feel so I got rid of all the other brands and we've got that. And of course, when it comes to the nutrition coaching, I'm huge on protein. I mean, I think if you're a trainer, you're huge on protein. People don't yeah. typically eat enough. It's satiating. It's it's good for you. You're probably not going to overeat it. 
um, as long as you're eating lean stuff. But I train, honestly, a lot, a lot of women. And yeah. women really don't get enough protein. And the shakes, the protein supplement is like a very, very, uh, you know, it's a good supplement for their diet to reach those protein goals. And some of the things that I do, um, we'll do little events, I'll do little parties and things like that, open houses. And when we, uh, when I make treats for that, I'll make like say uh, little miniature bunt cakes using the protein powder. I've made um, Jello shots with the pre-workout, so it's a pre-workout Jello shot, and yeah. and things like that. And it gets people to taste these things in a different sure. way, and so then it it moves off the shelves better. So that's been really that's been really helpful. I like that. Yeah, I love it. Well, I mean. People are going to go buy it anyways. We, we, we might as well offer it and get a product that you like and a local one, which is really cool. And yeah, like most people do not get enough protein. So that's a great product to sell. You know, what would you say percentage wise of your client, Jennifer, that take advantage of, of that part of your business, it's the supplement side of things? I would say probably about 60 percent. Nice. Awesome. It's definitely more than half. Definitely more yeah. than half. Um, and, and it's not a thing. I'm not a pusher. We don't do yeah. that. I, we don't cold call people. We are not pushing. We are not pushing products. They are here right. and they are available. And people can see right on my desk. I have my whole stack sitting out here, and they see me use them. And I think yeah. that that's helpful too. But 100%. I'm not. Yeah, that's that's been a big that's been a big driver for us. And our good, yeah. our supplement sales have more than doubled since we started. So that's awesome. It's, that's awesome. It's really good. Yeah. That's always thinking of ways like to grow the personal training business you know if that's the bread and butter it's like obviously a supplement piece is huge to it you know so we've been here 18 months or so right just about 18 a little over 18 months now uh, in this location in your location what has been over that course of time minus that c word what has been the biggest challenge for you uh, as a business owner and trainer what what what, what is that so biggest roadblock? I, the biggest the biggest challenge for me has been um finding other trainers to come here yeah, and sure. work um, it's, a, it's a small, there you go. You've got uh, limited resources for that. Yeah. And a lot of people say they want to do it, but I've even offered um, to pay for uh, a person's test once they get their certificate, you know. But um, that's been a huge challenge because, like I, I mentioned before, we had a backlog right after the first month of, of clients and the, and it grew to like 36 people, which for, for me by myself here, that's a lot. A lot. So I've ended, I've hired three trainers. So I have three trainers that work for me now. And so awesome. they're, they're awesome. helping with that. But still, I yeah. think the biggest thing that we have to overcome is that everybody wants the same time slot. So yeah. <laughs> everybody wants after work, after work, after work. Sure. And there's only sure. so much of that to go around. And I think that one of the things that we're, we're working to address is come up with some more small group ideas, like our, our circuit class um, to, to help yeah. those folks. Yeah. You just read my mind. I literally wrote it down as you were saying that, and I was going to ask you that next. And uh, yeah, it's like that's always the biggest challenge we see, right, in that personal training space is like time, right? And it's like everybody wants to train before work or after traditional jobs, right? And there's only so many hours in a day. So yeah, that's where that small group is like, I love it. You know, like you can, you can charge a little lower ticket for them, as you know, but we as trainers can make more in that hour. So for those guys listening, looking to maybe get started in the business, a good model to add to your personal training business, a thousand percent. So kind of leads me to the next question, Jennifer, maybe the same answer, but where do you foresee your biggest opportunity? Where does that lie for you guys moving ahead into the next year? Um, I think for us, um, acquiring uh, 
more space uh, is going to be a big deal. We are in, actually in the process of moving into a, a larger, you know, not a ton larger, it's 2,500 square feet, but after 800, it seems like a mansion, right? Um, but <laughs> with the 800 square feet, we are getting a little too tight in here together. And some of our clients don't really like that. I mean, it's kind of what that was kind of our, our catch from the beginning is that we're in here, it's private. So I think that being able to spread people out more and we are not all able to work at the same time in here. So we have to watch the schedule. So we're going to be able to get more people on the floor at yeah. once. But again, um, we're we're constantly looking at new ideas for classes. Um, little, you know, so the the class we call short circuit. It's six people. You've got seven minute rounds and it's cardio to weights to cardio to weights um it might sound like a, a, another brand name gym that's out there um but it really works you get six people at one time i only have to be here an hour bam six people done instead of sitting here for six hours and really you're getting you're getting the same workout it's it's strength it's cardio and power and endurance so what more could you ask for so exactly, that's, for us, that's like a big deal is to come up, you know, to find those new opportunities to bring more people in for small group yeah. sessions like that. So, Yeah. Always looking to change if we have to modify, grow in certain ways because the, the industry is always changing. Right. So like uh, maintenance for me is not, it's not a thing. Like even like with our workout program, if we're, I don't think there is maintenance. It's this way or this way in some capacity. So, yeah, love to hear you're moving, look into these new kind of programs and um model so to speak to serve more people right which is kind of the goal for all of us kind of why we started when are you moving into this new space Jennifer how close are you to that day we are closing on July 22nd and my hope is to be Very in close. there uh, a month after that so um, awesome. Awesome. yeah pretty aggressive schedule yeah. but it's a it's a gym I mean well it's just gonna paint the walls yeah. and throw some equipment down and that's it you know it's we're not gonna, here we go <laughs> right yeah. That's one of the pluses for sure. I moved my gyms like seven times in nine years. So like, yeah, it's, uh, you can do it pretty quick if you, if you have to, right. If you want to, but, and I, I know you just moved to a new house too. So you got a lot of, a lot of moving parts, but, uh, a good time of year, I think, uh, to, to make that move, right. So you can kind of get rocking and rolling for the fall. Uh, do you see any out there in Kansas? Do you guys see any seasonality to your business? Like busy times of year, slow times of year? Absolutely. Out there. Oh, I think it's that. Yeah. I, I just yeah. assume it's that way everywhere. I mean, as soon as yeah. school starts, um, we start to see kind of people winding down a little bit. Um, children's yeah. activities get busy. And so people are missing a lot more and tend to, I don't have anybody that ever really falls off and drops off because they kind of know in this particular situation that it's hard to get back in if you leave. Um, yeah. But we do see, I, did, I have seen that in the, in the supplement sales and I've also seen that in the fitness classes. So um, winter uh, tends to be a bummer, the fall and winter as we go into the holidays. But then again, and New Year's Day is like magic for the fitness industry, right? So we can we can do so much with that, you know. Typically, we'll do some kind of a fitness challenge at the beginning of the year, and it kind of boosts revenue right out of the shoot, gets more people interested. We don't do that just internally with our clients. We do that in the community as well, so. Yeah, that's awesome. I love challenges, and we, we really see the people that they love that defined end challenge to get started. So I'm sure moving forward, you may be doing that in a new space, right, to kind of get kick-started in. And it's a, such an advantage to have like that scarcity of availability and, and people know that. So like probably, like you said, helps retention there as well, you know, which, which is great. So Jennifer, last question for you. And uh, 
you know, you started this out of your own personal transformation. So we have a lot of listeners that they want to open a gym or there may be a training hour, maybe just maybe thinking about getting into it. They want to, you know, their goal is one day to open that gym. What advice would you give that person listening just from your experience uh, to kind of set them up for success in the best way? You know, I think that what has been, uh, what has really, really been big for us is just being extremely relatable and being real with people. Um, I, when I, one thing that stood out to me as I was going through my uh, personal training certification is how much they talked about building rapport. And especially if you're in a small town, I mean, I think there are probably people yeah. out there who think, oh, this town is too small. I couldn't pull this off in my town, but that's, that's an underserved community. And I think that you have to yeah. you know just step it up and take advantage of that but the one thing yeah. that keeps people coming back in here is our vibe where we're very 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 positive energy we're body positive and we're, we just try to be as real as possible and um, I think that what and I can only speak from my perspective in this whole like boutique sure. personal training sure. thing and that right. and that is that the more genuine that you can be with people the more successful you're going to be if you try to come off yeah. as a big you know chain and try to be like super structured it's it's tough because we have to have a little bit more flexibility with our clients because people like different things but that's what we're that's our advantage in in this is that we're able to to tailor it tailor every bit of the experience to the person who walks in the door yeah i agree and you can change things on a fly if you need to you have obviously all the freedom in the world to do uh to run this business how you best see fit you know especially in that small town and uh yeah, we're not looking for 10,000 members. So like small town is perfectly fine to get those people and to serve people maybe even better than in, in a big city, you know? So yeah, Jennifer, I love, I love where your mindset's at. I love your messenger at Strong Fitness. Great place, I think, to wrap up this episode. Where can the listeners check you out? Uh, website, social media, any of that good stuff. Where can we find it? Yeah, absolutely. Our website is strongfitnesswinfield.com. And you can find us on Facebook strong fitness and also instagram that's about it we're gonna break into tiktok soon so look out for that there you go there you go getting big on this on this on the fitness side is huge but you know that's a whole nother conversation so uh jennifer <laughs> hey appreciate you coming out thank you so much for your time today we wish you the best of luck thank you thank you so much for having us you got it you got it and listeners we appreciate you guys as well Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. 
everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm going to be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Trevor from Form Fit out of Chatham, Kent, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm so proud of you. You nailed it. Well done. I tried really hard to say that name <laughs> right. So thank you. Um, and thank you for being here today for taking, you know, an hour out of the busy day to day of being a gym owner, a business owner to sit down and have a conversation that hopefully will kind of give back to the industry a little bit today. I appreciate that. Um, and really, before we dive in here to the business side of what you do, Explain to our listener what it was that made you decide to open up your own fitness business. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> well, I had the business name Form Fit for a while, and I was just a personal trainer, and I was working at another gym. Before that, I was working at the gym I currently own, and I didn't own it, obviously. And the owner had said I could just train people as long as they had a membership. Then I was and before that, I was working in another facility in Chatham. I'm in Blenheim now, a smaller town. Ended up working at one of the other gyms in this teeny tiny town and trying to operate my personal training business that way, as well as doing coaching for him as a contractor for his group classes. Okay. And then I ran into this opportunity where the owner of this gym who's been in this town for I think 14 or 15 years before I had bought it. He brought me up for breakfast and sat me down and said, Hey, I'm looking to sell the gym. And I was hoping you would take it. And my initial reaction was just, wow, that's awesome. I've always wanted a gym. Uh, that'd be great, but I don't got the funds. So sorry, I, I can't. And then I went home and talked to my girlfriend at the time and explained to her Hey, fun fact, I, buddy just offered me a gym, but I, you know, it's too bad. I don't have the money or whatever. And she was kind of pissed off immediately. And like, you mean like the picture of the gym you've always wanted that you've had in your childhood bedroom? Like you, you said, no, why did you say no? And I just like, I don't have the money. What do you mean? Why did I say No. And she just went, you take out a loan. Nobody has money for those things. Go get a loan. Tell him yes. Pick up your phone now and text him yes. So I basically got bullied into buying gym, essentially. That's what happened. <laughs> and now here you are. You have this gym. How long have you guys been in operation? Uh, three months before the first lockdown. Gee, so you opened this up at a really crazy time. Yeah, it was awesome. World. Um, and you up there in Ontario have had some intense lockdowns. And so that's kind of a rough way to get started um, with the business. But here we are, it's 2022 and you're still operating. So at least you didn't have to close. Um, so talk to me about FormFit. Kind of give us an elevator pitch of your services, what you have to offer, kind of paint a picture for our listeners. We have a 5,000 square foot facility. It is an open gym concept where you get a membership and you have a key card that gives you access and you can come and go as you please. You can pay just a little bit extra to get 24 hour access if you would like. We have all kinds of equipment for cardio, strength training, anything you would need. Our second room is a big wide open room to move, do weighted carries, that kind of stuff, stretching. 
We also offer personal training services that fit pretty much anyone's budget. If you have a large budget and you need high detail to your training, you can come train three to four times a week. And that might be a little pricier, but you're going to get that fine tooth comb, high detail attention. If you can't afford that, you can come train once a month, which you might think, oh, that's not going to get me any results. No, it wouldn't. But you go on a hybrid program where you have a profile on an app that gives you workouts custom to you with video instruction, written instruction, as well as videos on how to understand how to pick proper weights, what rest periods are, how to do them properly, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So this is kind of a gym where people can come in, they can do their own thing, but you also offer, you know, the personal training piece for the people that need that guidance, or maybe they have a specific goal that they're looking to achieve and they, they don't know how to achieve it on their own. And, and with this 24 seven model, it's great when we can offer that because obviously personal training is good for our clients, but it's even better for our business because it's extra revenue coming in. Um, as the business stands right now, what percentage would you say of your revenue is coming from your personal training clients? Oh, right now, 90%. Like so most my, of it. Is yeah, my, my personal training is keeping this gym afloat right now. So really, you're looking, you know, are you looking to grow? Can, do you want to take on more regular memberships in the gym? Is that kind of the goal right now? Or Yeah, a bit of both, obviously. I would love for the regular memberships to just scale up as much as they possibly can for the area that we're in, but I can also still take on more personal training clients. I'm not wide open because I got quite a few right now, but I do still have some availability. So I would, I would like both, obviously. This is pretty unique because it's not very often that I talk with somebody who has a 24 seven kind of open access gym where they're like, Hey, 90% of my revenue is coming from personal training. So, um, props to you for, it sounds like you're probably pretty busy. Um, but you know, when you look at the idea of growth, the idea of getting new clients for the, the open access, getting new clients for the personal training, walk me through that growth process. What are you actively doing to aid that? A better question is what should I be actively doing? Okay. Because what I'm actively doing is not enough. But what I should be doing is I should be on social media a lot more. I have a diploma in video game design and development, which is random, but I'm totally comfortable in front of a camera talking, doing video editing, media development, and coming up with concepts for videos and content and pictures, et cetera. So I have no problem doing that and I have the skills to do it. I just need to be doing it more. I should probably try running more ads, but again, that's not really something that I think is appropriate until you have a good foundation of the free marketing that's available with social media, right? Yeah. So I think that well, so you you say right now you don't have a good foundation on social media at all, so that it doesn't make sense for that, you. To well, that's sorry, that's not that's not exactly fair. Not not at all. I have 
quite a few videos up. I've just had sections of time where I've been super consistent and putting up tons of content and then long sections of time where I've been doing nothing. So it's not like my page is empty and it's not like I have zero followers, uh, but just not recently. And then the other thing is, as far as growth is concerned, I should really have referral programs in place and loyalty programs and other things in that manner, running challenges, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So right now it's like kind of have a bunch of ideas of things that you should be doing, but you're pretty busy. So it's like, Hey, when do I have time to like work on all of these things in the industry? Like we love word of mouth. We love referrals because it's free. We don't have to do anything to get clients through word of mouth and referrals, but it's not way a way for us necessarily to kind of predict our growth. We can't say like, Hey, this month we're going to welcome in seven new clients. Um, through word of mouth, because we can't predict the speed at which people are going to talk about us. We can't, as much as we would like to, we just can't. Mm -hmm. So people supplement that with other things. Um, And right now, the number one way that I've seen in the gyms that I've talked to on the podcast, people are running paid ads on social media. Have you not tried that at all yet? Because you said like, I should be running more paid ads. So have you tried it at all? Yeah, I have in the past. I've ran some ads on Facebook I think it was within the first three months of owning it before the pandemic hit. I tried an ad and that did okay. And I just haven't really since. I I just find that personally, the whole pandemic and everything, like you said, Ontario has been, Canada itself has been pretty rough with the pandemic and their uh, iron fist. So it's been taking a lot of the wind out of my sails for the business aspect of things. So do I want to run ads? Yeah, I do. I just want to put in, if I'm going to be putting in effort somewhere, I want to put an effort in the rev, the avenues that are free before I start putting an effort in the avenues that are cost me, costing me money. So what avenue can you do that's free that will bring in a for sure steady flow of clients? You can... If I'm constantly posting stories on Instagram and Facebook and constantly posting content to grow those platforms, and then as that has regular attention, I can do challenges, whatever, twice a year or whatever it is, or different little giveaways. I know things like that have worked for people in the past, so... Yeah, I think it's important for us to, of course, grow our social media organically and reach people, like get followers and hopefully reach people in our community. But I mean, like even me, like I can say I have a bunch of followers on Instagram, but if I was trying to promote my business on my Instagram without like doing an ad, most of my followers aren't even like in the area and they're not going to take advantage of my service, my product, whatever it is that I'm selling. Um, And so that's why, you know, I'm all for the idea of running ads. If you're going to spend money, um, you you better be making money. And I've seen people getting like a three to one return on investment with ads. And so for me, that's like a no brainer. If I'm going to spend money, but I'm going to make more than double what I'm spending, Mm -hmm. it's like a no brainer. when you did them, were you getting a huge return on investment or was it kind of hit or miss for you? It was okay. 
I think I've done it a couple times and one time went fairly well and the other time not so well, but I mean, it's all going to come down to the content too and who you're targeting it to. Like there's just so many variables. So yeah, it's hard to figure out. I mean, I know for sure that I'm not a marketing expert. Um, I'm definitely a fitness expert, but not a marketing expert. And so figuring that out and making sure that it's something that is going to be worth the money spent, worth the time spent, it's really important. Um, so, you know, I kind of want to take a little bit of a turn here and ask you, Trevor, like when you look at the business right now, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges for you business-wise and what are you working on doing to kind of overcome that? The biggest challenge is probably wearing all the hats. Like I answer the phone and do the email and anytime anyone has some tiny little problem, I've, I've fixed two treadmills and two bikes and an elliptical. I have fixed two or three cable machines. Like it, I'm the maintenance, the cleaning guy, the sales guy, the front desk. And so the biggest challenge has definitely been doing everything myself. And so overcoming that I feel is delegating and finding someone that I want to be part of the team and that I can hire to delegate even some simple tasks like cleaning or answering the phone or something like that. Yeah. Does it make sense for you to hire somebody right now or does the biz, like, do you need to do more within the business before that becomes a reality? Probably the latter. What needs to be done? For I you need to, to get more revenue, I would say. All right. So what's your plan? What's your plan to get more <laughs> revenue into the business? <laughs> well, I, th I think kind of that leads back to the previous question of leaning into social media. And now that I've had this conversation, probably dipping into ads a little bit to even throw just a little bit of money at it here and there to see if I can make anything come out of it. Yeah. And then if it performs well, lean into it harder and just do it that way. For sure. I mean, I think obviously more people means more money for the business. There are things that we can kind of look at within the business as well. Um, growth doesn't always have to mean more people. It can be like, Hey, what can we do with what we currently have to grow? Um, and so for, for some people that looks like, Hey, let me start semi-privates. Let me start classes. Let me start offering, accountability coaching, nutrition coaching. Um, yeah, I do have something like actually, I, I do want to try and implement a referral program where if clients refer someone, they get a percentage of whatever that person spends off on their next purchase or something like that. And more leading into what you're talking about, which is kind of like upselling. I have a, we're, we're kind of remodeling, rebranding our memberships. We currently have a standard and a VIP membership, which the VIP is 24 hour access. And we're doing, we're in the middle of doing a rebranding, which should be launching soon because I'm almost done putting the finishing touches on the third tier. And that is we're switching it to a good fit great fit and perfect fit membership and it's good fit is standard and great fit is VIP. And then the perfect fit membership 
has people on the app with a profile, much like they do when they're on the hybrid program for personal training. But instead of having personal training, they have access to workout programs that are changed every month. And they'll also have access to video explanation on why you need to prioritize rest periods, how to choose proper weight, how to learn the squat and the deadlift and the push-up and all the core movements properly so that they can build that confidence and have a little bit of guidance, but not necessarily need a individual on the other end of it. Yeah. So kind of like an add-on, a special add-on to help yeah. people, you know, reach their goals a little bit further. Um, that's a great idea. And I think like, like I said, there's a lot that can be done within the gym as things stand to kind of upsell people to offer them different services. They see it as, Hey, you know, he wants to provide more value and we see it as, Hey, you know, we're going to bring in a little bit more revenue to the business so that we're in a better financial place. Um, do you guys offer supplements, apparel, anything like that right now? No, right now we don't have anything like that. I was looking into some stuff. i I want to get some swag, some shirts, bags, maybe that kind of stuff in I'll probably start with shirts. And then I was, I was honestly considering getting a vending machine and stocking it with like protein bars and stuff like that for people to have after their workout or whatever. For sure. Um, you know, little things here and there that you don't have to spend too much money on, like to stock, um, doing pre-sales, things like that with your current members. Um, it's a great way to make all of that a uh, reality that, that, that makes you a little money. Um, Sorry. But- Sorry, you said pre-sales. So basically what you're saying, just so I'm understanding is saying we're going to be getting shirts, for example, and letting everyone know and let everyone pr- place their order on the shirt so that they can pay the money so that you have the money to buy the shirts and make the order. Yeah. And then that way you kind of have a good idea too, like for future orders of like size wise, like how much of each you should be ordering. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really great way to do it because ultimately like you could buy a shirt that you think is super cool and super great. And then your members could hate it. And then they sit on your shelves for four years. Mm-hmm. Happened to me. I mean, <laughs> I bought these cool tank tops. They were like very Miami. Um, and I thought, oh, they'd be perfect for summer for us. We ordered so many of them and they sat on our shelf and they're there um and so after that i was like okay i'm only pre-sailing like this is what makes sense like that way i I don't go in the hole buying shirts for the gym um but you know another question that i have for you is like if you could have a magic wand and everything in the gym was exactly how you wanted it everything within the business is exactly how you want it to be reached all your goals what would that picture look like for you jesus um (laughs) you said we have a half hour uh i i mean ideally i would like everything all the way up to i want to have a vr system in my gym because i think that that's something that's missing um yeah so you're saying like virtual reality in the gym yeah i i I shouldn't have said that i wanted to be the first one because someone's going to beat me to it because i don't got the money now that I put it out there, all these people that listen to this podcast are going to be like, that's a great idea. And they're going to steal my shit. No, it's fine. The, if, you see, if you see CrossFit Afterburn doing this like on, on online, just know that it was me. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I'll hate you secretly. Yeah. Cause I've played VR and I've worked out 
and I've played a game called Beat Saber. A lot of people have seen it. You got these lightsabers, you cut these blocks, it goes to music, kind of like Dance Dance Revolution. And it's so incredibly fun and exhausting. I have had times where I just played it for like two hours straight. And at the end of it, I was fried. And the next day, my biceps hurt. And I went, holy crap, my arms hurt from playing virtual reality? What's happening? And it's it would be so easy to just throw wrist weights on and then it's that much harder and then there's going to be all kinds of other games that would work as well and tons of people will do things where they'll be limited on cardio equipment so that you got to rent out the not rent out but uh write your name in a time slot for when you're going to be using the treadmill or whatever so you just have it where gym members have to write their name in on what time they're going to be using the virtual reality system and then you have VR in your gym where people are working out and also playing video games and having fun. And I mean, like I said, I have a video game design and development diploma. So video games are kind of a special place in my heart. So I love it. So creative sounds like a lot of fun. So, you know, that's a goal for the future. And what other goals do you have for the gym? Like business-wise, when we look at the business, like yeah, what are from, some of the things that you definitely like want to achieve here in the near future, let's say like within the next year or so? What I want to implement, uh, I mentioned the hybrid program, how people work out specific times. And currently I have a system set up where people will work out, say they'll be with me twice a week and then working out on their own twice a week. So they'll be getting four workouts in a week and that's great. Mm-hmm. But there's also this kind of idea that some people like lose interest and then some people will be training at that rate and they'll get to a point where it'll be done. Like the package they purchased is done and they'll be like, yeah, I think I'm going to do the rest on my own or whatever. And I don't ever think that's a good idea for them to just go from training with me twice a week because you have that accountability of, Hey, I'm here at this time twice a week. If you don't show up, you're going to get a text from me going, what the hell is going on? Where are you? and going to nothing. You don't have anyone keeping you accountable and thinking you're just going to keep on going four times a week is insanity. That's not how habits work. So I want to create a model where people can come train with me like three, four times a week to start for the first month or two. And then the package that they've signed up for is designed to drop in frequency and price as time goes on and then wean them off to a point where they're training with me, with me once a month and no less. And ultimately I would love to have like my entire month full of once a month clients where I'm only ever seeing clients training them once a month and they're all training on their own otherwise. So they have that accountability and the fine tooth comb details that they get from training with me in person, or they can come in with me and be like, Hey, there's this weird thing going on with my squat. And I really want to hash it out with you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Or they're like, I'm not feeling very confident on my deadlift. I don't know if I should go up and wait or not. And then they have my eyes to give them that confidence to move up and wait. And to me, it's a model where I can have every single member in my gym technically be a personal training client. So then they have that specific detailed help from me and that kind of direction where every client is getting incredible results rather than half my clients getting good results because they're with me. And then all my members that don't train with me are just going off doing whatever they're doing. I see them working out all the time and I've got time to save everyone. Every once in a while, I'll go over to someone and go, hey, do you want a hand with that? And I'll 
give them a little guidance or people come up and ask me a question. I'll give them a little bit of guidance, but there's people that'll come in and it's every single movement they're doing. There's some glaring thing that I could give them just a tiny bit of help with, and it would make their workout a thousand times better. So what do you think like adding that and like, well, not really adding it, but I guess like expanding upon that, what do you think that that would do for the business? Well, for the business, obviously it would result in more revenue because if every client is on a program like that, where they have to pay a little bit more for the personal training once a month, then it's going to be more revenue for the business. But, and I understand that this is like the topic of this podcast is very business-based, but frankly, I don't really care about that much. I just love this vision of everyone succeeding and everyone having the help that they need in the direction that they need to get to where they want to go. There's just too many people in here on an open membership, just spinning their wheels, doing the same crap over and over again. And yeah, you've been coming here for three years, but you're not, you're not stronger. You're not faster. You haven't lost weight, whatever it is, you're, you're not getting the results you need and you don't need a ton of direction to get them. It's not that complicated. Yeah. I mean, you can be motivated by money or you can be the gym owner that's motivated by results and there's helping their clients see results and it's okay. It doesn't matter. You know, whatever side of the spectrum you're on, we're, we're in this fitness business. And so ultimately at the end of the day, this is a business though. We want to make sure that we're like sustainable so that we can stay open for a really long time. And I think the addition, the expansion of this kind of hybrid model gives you the opportunity to bring in a little more revenue to the business, but also help your clients actually see real goal, real results, help them achieve goals gives them that little factor of accountability because you and I both know that somebody can be super motivated for like 21 days and then fall off the rocker. Mm-hmm. But with this, they don't really have that option to fall off the rocker because you're going to be like right there, like, Hey, what are you doing? It's time mm-hmm. for training. Um, and so I really appreciate this perspective. And I think that it would be amazing in an environment like this, where people are kind of doing their own thing just to have that occasional check-in. Um, so I appreciate that insight. Do you have an Instagram page right now that you could share with our listeners? So they can go online to find you. Yeah, I believe it's at formfitgym. Perfect. I appreciate you sharing that. And I appreciate you being here today. Um, listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, Fill out the link in the description and we'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.